With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Chime Time, here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. We'll talk the golf with our buddy Ryan Hannibal, BetMGM here in a couple of minutes. Chris Shine, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Michael. I am wonderful today. How are you? Red Sox are winners of four out of five. They won last night. They covered their team total. Their left-handers had hits. It was a good night for the baseball bets here on BetQL Boston. Yeah, I mean, I think we hit everything, right? We were all over the so. place. Uh, we, got, we got the team total over. We got uh, the Red Sox money line. We got our hit, hitters getting hits. It, it's a beautiful day. Sure is. Uh, as far as the baseball tonight, uh, Rich Hill, who has stunk uh, for the Red Sox as of recent, uh, his ERA is close to nine since his uh, la- outing in July against the Cubs. He got hurt. He's pitched in that one, and then two since, uh, 11 runs and 11 two-thirds. He's not been great. We know the Pirates aren't very good. Uh, right-hander Rowansi Contreras uh, is going to go for the Pirates. Yep. He's been pretty good this year. Uh, does give up a lot of hard contact. And does give up uh, more power to right-handers than I would have thought as a right-handed power pitcher. Yes. 875 OPS against and six home runs allowed to right-handers. Chris Scheim, how do you want to handle Red Sox and Pirates game two of this three-game series as the Red Sox try to fight and claw their way back into the wild-card race here in the American League? Yeah, I'm going the uh, t- the game total over four and a half through the first five innings. Ooh, um, early start off. Yes, I-, I just think I-, I don't have confidence in Rich Hill. Yesterday I had confidence Nick Pavetta would bounce back, have a strong start. He would have hit the innings prop had I committed harder to that because uh, he went seven strong scoreless innings. I don't think Rich Hill has the same kind of bounce back that Pavetta has. I just think Pavetta has far more balls than uh, Rich Hill. And so, to be honest with you, I I think this could be uh, a quick outing for Rich tonight. Uh, I also think the Red Sox have been playing well, and they scored four in the first yesterday. Uh, I think they could get out against Contreras early here. So I really like the game total over four and a half in the first five innings. All right, I'm going to take a swing on a home run prop. Uh, I'm going to pick J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez to go yard tonight. So I had Uh, thought about a total basis prop with J.D. as well. Um, I... I like not him a bad a, number. What plus one fifteen? Yep, I plus one fifteen over one yep. and a half. I like I like where he's at right now. Um, I, I think he can contribute tonight as well. So my theory here is that you know based on looking at uh, Ro, uh, Rowansi Contreras's uh, uh, p- pitching savant stuff, uh, he throws hard, but he has been super super hittable. He is in the bottom one percent in all of baseball and hard contact, and it's gotten worse in his last couple of starts. The kid who went last night, Mitch Keller who got chased early, he actually he had been getting better as the year had gone on. This guy is getting worse, and at some point, J.D. Martinez is going to explode for like a multi-home run game, get himself locked. He just, he's too professional of a hitter to go through this much of a slump. So good hitting backdrop there in Pittsburgh. Right-handed fireballer who gives it up. Look, I, again, home run props are not something you should be investing huge, huge money in, but at almost 5-1, to one, uh, we have not done one of these in a while, and just looking through everything tonight, this this stood out to me. So I, I want J.D. Martinez. We're going to try to get him to hit home run at plus 450. I like your uh, idea of the total early. And look, if you want to start you know, getting on this Red Sox bandwagon and hitting some money line bets and run line bets there, as much as they were doing a week ago, uh, things that made you want to just bet against automatically, 
They got the Pirates, and they're starting to get it together. Actual Major League lineup. Matt Barnes looked good last night. So you want to start riding the heat wave that is the Red Sox chime. I don't mind that against a terrible Pirates team that is 45-71. and 71. Yeah, I might, I might have to hop on the bandwagon a little bit, at least from the betting perspective. I still am not convinced that they'll make the playoffs, but as of right now, they're playing good baseball, so I may have to continue riding them. Uh, anything else from betting standpoint, Chris Sean, that stands out to you uh, as we head into what will be a little break for the podcast because you're going on vacation, correct? Yeah, I'm going on. I'm going to be in Florida or driving down oh, to Florida the next two days, and then I'll be beautiful. there for three uh, right before the Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon. So i uh getting a couple days of rest in, which will be nice. I don't have to – well, I do have to wake up super early Thursday and Friday. But Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I get to sleep in, which is nice. Uh, we're going to talk some golf here coming up with Ryan Hannibal. He is the I Golf Whisperer. Uh, we ask you to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you go to iTunes. You go to uh, Apple Podcasts. I keep using iTunes like an old man. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey app. BetQL Boston on Twitter, Chris Shine. What else for the people on this beautiful Wednesday morning? Just make sure to like and subscribe. Tweet at us. Let us know. If you have any favorite golf bets this weekend, let us know what you're thinking. We would love to hear it. React to ours. Uh, and just, you know, we, we want to make it more of a community. So talk to us. We'd love to talk to you some more. Uh, Ryan Hannibal was texted about coming on the podcast. His only response was, I already love a golfer this week. Let's find out who Hannibal loves. All right. Well, um... Boy, Ryan Hannibal joins us here, BetMGM. Ryan Hannibal on Twitter. Hannibal, what's up, buddy? Not much. How about you guys? I mean, I'm still basking in the glow. Will Zalatoris getting his first PGA win on Sunday. I am too, man. It was a long time coming, but I think we were uh, we were on the train early. I think a lot of people joined us, but it, it, was, oh, yeah. a, it, was, a, it was an exciting day on Sunday. A little stressful. I mean, you can't lose the Step Straka, for crying out loud, but hey, <laughs> he, he got it done. Sepp Straka has basically qualified himself for the final 30 a week from now at Eastlake. So he is uh, going to be involved in our lives here for a couple of weeks, it feels like. Uh, and you mentioned it, I, I, it was interesting in the follow-up Sunday and Monday looking back. Dude, the world was on Willie Z. Rare case where the whole betting world liked him, Hannibal and Shime. He was still 20-something to one. You could pound him again at 20-something to one Saturday morning if you wanted to. And he won. Like that... That doesn't happen, you know, more than once or twice in entire golf season when those three things all come together and a popular winner wins and pays off at a good price. Yeah, he was actually Bet MGM's biggest liability for the tournament. Ooh. I think that, yeah, I think they lost or we lost. You know, I forget what the figure was, but they were the biggest liability. And you're right, and that rarely happens. Like the books never really lose like that, but it does happen from time to time. And you know, like you said, the whole world kind of was on Willie Z just because of his success in majors and. Everybody knew the win was coming and, you know, probably was betting him like me every single week. And that's why his numbers weren't the greatest. But I thought that his number was actually pretty good last week for what it was in, in previous events. So it was a solid, a solid week for him to get his first win. Yeah, and by the way, you got even money in him finishing top 20, which Hannibal pointed out was one of his favorite bets. And by the way, so, oh, that, not, was a, that was a steal. But on, on Thursday, it's like oh, he's not going to make the cut. I mean, he had a bad, but he, this is what... He and a couple of he and Cam Young, some of these young guys, they're proving to have sort of a, a will uh, to be able to put these bad rounds in their rear view, which is a very good sign for them uh, going forward. We'll get to your ideas on picks here. I'm curious real quickly on the course setup. This is a place where they've never played an event. It's the second mm-hmm. to final event of the year. It's a no-cut event, which people should know about, and that, that should play into some live betting options uh, for the weekend. But give me your rundown, Chime, obviously, me, Hannibal, of – the course itself and what you're looking at in terms of important stats or traits uh, at playing at this uh, first-ever Wilmington-Delaware uh, course for the BMW this weekend. 
Yeah, there's not much to go on. Cause like you said, there's never even hosted a PGA event, like nothing. So it, it's a long course. It's going to play uh, like at 7,500 yards, par 71. So that's, you know, when you're stacking up to all the courses they play, it, it is one of the longer courses. Uh, supposedly narrow fairways, thick rough. So I think it's going to favor the longer hitters um, just because it's better to hit, you know, nine irons out of rough as opposed to seven irons. Yep. Uh, the greens are supposed to be big. Um, so I don't think putting can be that big of a, a thing to look for. Um, so I'm just kind of going to go with the longer hitters and the guys that hit their mid to long irons the best. Um, again, not much to really go off of. So maybe, you know, way uh, recent play more than you would otherwise because of the lack of course data. Uh, so I guess guys that are playing well and guys that can uh, get it out there, those are the guys I'm going with. It's definitely guys who get it out there. Can I read you a quote from Patrick Cantlay yesterday? I'm sure you saw this, Ryan. I don't know if Shime saw this. Uh, he was asked to compare Wilmington Country Club to Kays Valley, which they played last year. Uh, quote, I don't think there's too much strategy to this golf course. I think it's pretty much right in front of you, similar to last year. The venues between last year and this year are actually really similar, I think, in style of golf. And basically what he was saying was that this is, as, as Hannibal said, it favors the long hitters. Just bomb it out there. And even if you're in the rough, the rough is not so penal that you can't get up and down uh, for some of these spots. So I'm totally with you. I want guys who had good drives. I want guys, not even accurate dives, Shime. I'm looking at the guys just driving distance this week. So it doesn't feel like, uh, at least looking at it for me, doesn't feel like there'll be huge penalties for missing it l- as long as you're long off the tee. Yeah, I think I, I think these guys have an opportunity to score here. I mean, this is this is the perfect weekend for it. You just get out there, hammer the ball, and we play from there. And I, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. Bombs and wedges uh, is what I'm looking at here uh, this weekend. I I'm sort of on a couple of chalk plays, unfortunately. This is one. This is one a week where I have a huge yep. uh, feeling on a long shot. So I'm hoping Shime when Hannibal texted us and said I already love a player this week. He is not one of the favorites, but there's the top seventy players. They're all good players. So. Uh, going with the favorites at a field like this is not the worst thing. So, Hannibal, we defer to you because when someone texts us saying they love something, they get to go first. So what are your thoughts here? We'll get to your article over at BetMGM here. What stands out? What's the play you love here for the BMW? Yeah, I love this guy before uh, the St. Jude even finished. When he finished on Sunday, I said, this is my guy for next week. That's Colin Morikawa. Let's go, Hannibal! <laughs> Yeah. Uh, explain he yourself. Explain yourself. He hasn't, had, he hasn't had the best of years by his standards. He doesn't have a win. Um, but he made the second most birdies, 22 last week. Uh, he was on his best over the weekend. We shot 66 on Saturday, 67 on Sunday. And even in that round on Sunday where he jumped the leaderboard to get into a tie for fifth, he missed a lot of short putts. Um, so if he gets that putting locked in, I think this could be a solid week. Uh, and then, like I said, it's been a down year, but he still ranks third in strokes gained approach, which I think could come into play uh, this week. He's just a guy that that number is is really good to me, and it's kind of in that Zalatoris range from last week, where you're not going with the, the guys with the greatest, with the you know the, the least odds, with you know the, the McElroys, the Cantlays, yep. the Thomases, kind of that second tier. That's kind of where I'm going this week. I, I really like Colin Morikawa. Like you said, he is sort of a popular play. Um, but I don't. I'm like Will Zalatoris was part play last week. I'm um, yeah. looking at numbers at BetMGM. Morikawa has the third highest ticket percentage and third highest handle. Um, but still, I'm I'm going with Colin. I, I got I got a good feeling about him this week. 
Yeah, this is my guy. I mean, Hannibal, you are preaching yeah. to the choir here. I already have two bets in on Morikawa uh, that I made yesterday. Um, I have him as an outright winner, and I have him in a, as a top ten finish. Uh, he has just been he has been consistent. Like all last weekend, he didn't have a like one round that just really is just a wow. But he was consistent all weekend, right? And, and that's kind of what I wanted to see here. You're talking about a guy. Great iron play out of Colin Morikawa. I'm ex- I'm excited for this tournament because I have I have a feeling that uh, Morikawa is going to have a big weekend. So you mentioned Morikawa, and he, uh, I'm curious. So he's the third most bet right now at BetMGM, where Ryan works. You can check out all his work at their website. He's got his bets up there right now uh, at the uh, BetMGM uh, site. We'll get to the other two in a second. Who are the top two this week? Who's taking the most money right now, Wednesday morning, for this tournament? you guys uh first is cameron young 14.8 percent of the handle and then second scotty scheffler 8.4 so there's pr- pretty big uh, difference there but top three cam young scotty scheffler uh call morikawa yeah and that's interesting i saw morikawa say he started to hit his cut again uh he's going back to regular grip putter it feels like he's coming into this thing how much of a motivation how much did you look at any of the rankings, uh, Hannibal, if any, to see which guys like need a really big week. And again, no cut weekend, so guys can score throughout the entire weekend and try to get that position for the top for th- uh, 30. The, for those who don't know, there's 60, well, there was seven now, 69 golfers. Cam Smith's not going to play this weekend. So 69 golfers. Fleetwood's out. Fleetwood's out as well. So that, we're down to 68. Um, the top 30 after this week in the FedEx points, they go to Eastlake with a shit ton of money on the line. I mean, they just dump so much money. So it's very profitable for these guys to make the last 30. Any motivational guys, anyone you sort of on that bubble you think is going to be focused in, locked in, that maybe uh, it's worth looking at uh, and maybe some top 10, top 20 finishes because if they do that, they can qualify themselves for next week at Eastlake. See, to me, I go the opposite. Like, I'm going to fade the guys that are on the the bubble, so to speak, Ooh. with the guys that are, that okay. are around 30th. Like, I, I just think that those guys have the added pressure um, I'm going to the list right now. Guys, they're starting at 30 right now. Well, I guess Tahis Tagala, he's at 28, so he's right on the cusp there. And actually, I was I saw something too. So it makes a big difference for some of these guys that are on on the that cut of 30, especially the younger guys like Davis Riley, who's 27th. Those guys aren't in the Masters, and I think the PGA Championship. And if they get in the top 30, they're locked in for them those two tournaments. So I think yep. there's more on the line for those younger guys. Um, and I think there's some pressure there. So guys that are on the cut, we got Corey Connors at, at 30, JJ Spawn 31, Aaron Wise 32, Maverick McNeely 33. I might fade those guys, just especially the younger ones. Um, I think that there's some pressure there. Um, I, I don't think that like the guys at the top, there's you know really much pressure, so to speak. Like Those guys are probably, if you're in the top, whatever, 20, you're probably locked into East Lake. So I, I'm not really, you know, playing that angle much. I, I don't know about you. Are you? Yeah, I, I'm uh, potentially for some of the the top finishes. Like I, I won't. I, people should read your your column. But one of the guys you mentioned is Kirk Kitayama for a top twenty finish. Like he hits oh, bombs yeah. hit hits absolute bombs. Is still in the mix potentially. Like if he was able to have a good finish here, he could he could still sneak in. They triple the points for these last couple yeah, events. So if he plays the, well, he's in the fifties right now. Yeah, but but you saw the points; they're they're tripled. So if he you have him a top twenty finish, if he's a top ten guy, he may get himself into the top thirty for next weekend. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely you know the swings are crazy. Like I'm trying to pull up how much. Um, Sepp, yeah, so Sepp Straka was thirty six going into last week, and now he's eighth. 
So you can totally make a, a huge, huge jump. Um, so, yeah, I guess th- those are the guys I guess maybe want to look at, guys that are in the 50th range and, you know, could, a, a huge week could propel them into the Tour Championship. And for a guy like Kurt Kitayama, that could change his entire career. Um, getting him into those tournaments, getting him a lot of money. Like, I, I would say that that range, like Andrew Putnam's another guy. He's, he's 48. Like, if he has a great week, he can make his entire career by getting into East Lake next week. Now, now you we had talked about driving distance already. One of the guys that I've looked at for something like a top 40 finish or even a massive, massive long shot, just kind of a little spring, sprinkle, is a guy like Taylor Pendrith. Where do you fall with Pendrith? Mm-hmm. I, I was actually – he was – for my pick for the top 20, it was either going to be him or Karkadiyama. So I do like the pick. He's another bomber. He's played – he missed the cut last week, I believe, so that maybe turned some people off. He's playing a lot of golf lately, but he's playing some good golf. Um, I don't hate to play at all. Like I said, he was sort of my second long shot that I was going to go with, but I ultimately went with Kitayama. He made the cup, but he finished 68th. He had, I think it was Saturday or Sunday, someone who had some uh, DraftKings lineups with Taylor. I think it was Saturday. I, one of those days, he absolutely stuck. Yeah, it was um, Saturday. But he's, uh, I, I, I could see him at a major price. And see, I, I'm sort of all over the place this week. I have to admit this is why I'm sort of deferring to, to you guys because I think the two of the, the, the chalkier plays in Tony Finau and John Rahm both make massive sense. The, yeah. the Finau, the, the, the Tony Finau I'm so with form you on Finau here. is just ridiculous. Now, I understand that they this is the first time they've played here, but just in the last, uh, the BMWs going backwards from Caves last year, 15th, 5th, 4th, 8th, and 7th, he won back-to-back events. Uh, he finished 5th in the St. Jude. He's first in bogey avoidance. Uh, he's first in uh, D, uh, par, par four scoring. He's second in shots gained on approach. Like he stands out to me as far as a, a informed play. The problem obviously is fourteen to one is not great. And I thought John Rahm is one of the biggest hitters on tour for him to run top five last week as maybe someone who was just sort of getting his game tuned up. He's also his last BMW events ninth, first, fifth, twenty fourth, and fifth. So I know they're chalky. But I, I can't find very many holes in those guys heading into this weekend, Hannibal. And I, they're fourteen to one, so I'm not—I'm the wrong guy to listen to. But either one of those guys, from a, a good or a, a bad standpoint, you would be like, "Eh, not at fourteen to one for me, Ryan." No, I like Rom the best out of, out of that. Like I think Fino's kind of like Scheffler was earlier in the year. Like his luck's kind of has to run out at some point—not luck, but just the way he's playing. Has he can't play this well for so long. But I like Rom. He had a solid week last week. Um, it seemed to put it all together. Like he had a long layoff. He had a kid after the Open Championship. Um, so he's kind of getting back into form. And I, I think he's a guy too that hasn't had the greatest of success this season by his standards. And and he could make his season in these next two weeks just by having some solid finishes. So I like Rom a lot uh, in that top tier. Uh, I don't know how long you want to go, but I have another guy who we kind of really haven't talked much about. Go ahead. Give it to us, baby. Yeah, go ahead. Cameron Cameron Young, like I think he's he's a guy that this course could really you know do well for him. Bombers course he has a lot of he's obviously had a lot of success this year. Um, I was going looking at some of the data. Like everybody talks about Zalatoris and all his second place finishes. He has th- he had three on the year before he won last week. You know how many second place finishes Cameron Young has this year? Five. Wow. Five. Crazy. He's due. I mean, he's going to win at some point, and I think that you can, you know, have the parallels to Zalatoris. They went to Wake Forest together. Um, they're both, you know, young success on the PJ Tour. They both have new caddies. Um, I, I think you can go kind of with the storyline play that, that this could be Cameron Young this week. I have him as a top ten play, but I also played him outright too at twenty. I think I got him at twenty six hundred. 
I bet him last week to be top 20 uh, heading into the weekend because uh, he, he had an awesome – he needed birdie on 18 on Friday just to make the cut and hit a 12-footer, and I thought this is the momentum he needed. He kind of stalled out Saturday, played much better on Sunday. But, I mean, he's, a, he's like Willie Z. Uh, everything you said mm-hmm. is, is right. Uh, and I think there's probably an advantage here at some level – the fact that nobody's played this course in the PGA Tour. Maybe they played it in practice rounds or whatever, but there's been no competitive play here. So guys like Cam Young, uh, guys like Mito, who's a monster price this weekend, those guys are not I don't, not the same disadvantage they normally might have. There's not a lot of course That's experience. That's some bad news about Mito, not for this week, but in general. I think he's going to live. Oh, is that confirmed? Well, No, uh, but there's been some chatter. It's looking at his social media account, he's been uh, – Riding cars in Florida with Carlos Ortiz, Abraham Anser, and Sergio Garcia, all live tour players. So the thought is he's going to play the President's Cup in September and then bolt to live. Well, well, well so the meeting yesterday changed everything. Tiger showed up, limped off that private jet, and it changed <laughs> changed everything. Uh, yes, Tiger and Ricky they, they they flew up together. <laughs> I'm thank God PGA Tour is safe. Ricky staying at PGA Tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was a guy that was like definitely going, and then. I, like, I don't know anything, obviously, but my guess is JT, Spieth, Tiger got to him saying, like, you're not going anywhere. Like, you're going to, like, kill your legacy. Stay here. Well, but the, and that was the social media buzz. Like, he has more tie-ins with those guys who are all staying than going to live. Like, his endorsements in the PGA Tour. It's a, it's a different conversation. I don't want to keep you too long today. I'll give you two other guys that I'm going to be interested in uh, at some longer prices. I think Sam Burns at 25, 28, 30 mm-hmm. to 1 is a fair bet this weekend. Sam Burns, a guy who's top 15 in bent putting, uh, his form coming in. He didn't play a lot coming in, but he finished 20th after a long layoff. He hadn't played since the Open, I believe. He was 8th at Caves last year. Given his putting numbers and his approach numbers, I think 25, 30 to 1 on Burns is pretty interesting. Um, and I think Max Homa, he, he gets over bet uh, because of the, the tie in to some of the Barstool guys, but he's 50 to 1 right now. Um, he's played – his form is not as good. But one of the things I, I noticed about this course, Hannibal, the greens are humongous. Like, they're, I think mm-hmm. uh, Reed Fowler, our buddy from DK, had it as, like, they're basically double the size of the greens from last week. So a lot of guys are going to be on the green in two, but the lag putting is important. And Max Homa is number one in three-putt avoidance over the last 76 rounds on the PGA Tour. It's not the only reason I'm betting him. I'm betting because I think 50-1 to 1 is too big of a price for a player of his talent. Uh, and usually he's in the 20s because of that barstool connection. But I thought Burns and Homa were a little bit uh, interesting at their respective prices, looking at 30-1 uh, to 1 and 50-1 to 1 right now, what I'm looking at here. I like those picks, too. And, and uh, I really, the Homa is, is a good pick, too. I like him the best out of that. And then another thing I just was thinking as you were talking is the uh, President's Cup standings are finalized after this week yeah. um and just so the, the top six automatically get in and then there's six um captains picks after that but guys that are, are on the cusp of, of that six spot like tony fino is six dalator seventh speeth uh eight morikawa yeah. nine homa ten so you know a good week from because you know those guys i mentioned are probably captain's picks for sure homa Probably, but not a guarantee. So maybe there's some motivation there for Homa to get from number 10 to number 6 to guarantee him a spot on the President's Cup team. Yeah, and uh, and again, this is more of a betting thing than a, a picks thing, but the, the, the live betting is live all weekend. If you're in a state where you can live bet, if you've got to bet MGM hooked up or whatever, you, I mean, this is... I will remember, be, be driving down to South Carolina. I'll be stopping in Connecticut or other states are, are legal. Uh, Virginia, the right way. there. 
Virginia's got mobile I will, betting. I will oh, be, look at you guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will. Be, I, my, I, I specifically. I'm so uh, Hannibal. I'm also driving a very far distance. Uh, actually, later tonight, 1 a.m. tonight, uh, right. I will be driving down to Florida. So along the way, my girlfriend will be taking over when we're in the Virginia area, and I will be placing multiple bets uh, via my phone in Virginia. Well, I should that is ask. Perfect. We're go ahead, staying Hannibal. over in Virginia on the way down. So excellent. excellent. Good to know. You follow the insiders on this. What, what's the word on Hideki Matsuyama this weekend? Because he was a guy, if I thought he was healthy, I would like to play. But I, I read a couple of tweets where he kind of cut his practice round short yesterday. Yeah, you, you got to stay away from him. He's just an yeah. injury concern. And not not yeah. just last week, but there's been other times this week where he's just a late guy that withdraws. And just it's it's not worth it. Like, if, if he's healthy, he's, he's a good guy to play. Usually has good value, but it, it's just not worth it. All right, so one outright to pick would be for you, your outright winner. Call Morikawa. Have, have to go with it. Oh, and then you, second, sec, sec, second Cam Young, but Morikawa is my play. Yeah, uh, I'm going to end up on John. I'm a chalk eating. He's not the chalk. He's not the – he's not – he's 14. I, I'm going no, John Rom. No. I'm going John Rom this week. What you, Hannibal, I mean, uh, Shime, you going Morikawa as well? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, like Would I said, guys. I already placed a bet on him yesterday. Uh, I love Morikawa this week, so I, I am all in there. All right, excellent insight. Uh, Hannibal's going on a big, big golf trip to a big, big-time course next week. I don't want to tell people because they're going to stalk you. They're going to be like, oh, Ryan, give your autograph. Who are your picks? So I don't think he will join us uh, next week for the Tour Championships. We'll give him a vacation. The final week of the PGA Tour will bother him when these guys all jettison uh, for the Live Tour after the President's Cup. Uh, Ryan Hannibal on Twitter. His article is up right now at BetMGM on their great sports uh, blog side of it, The Roar. BMW picks three best bets. He was all over Willie Z last week, as we all were, and we all win, and we all celebrate our guy Willie Z. Hannibal, excellent stuff, buddy. We'll talk uh, down the road. Thank you, Bill. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. So I'm on some chalk. You guys are holding hands on Colin Morikawa. Yes, Big are. week for the Morikawa boys. You've been oh. on him all year. That's your guy. Yeah, that's I mean, your that's guy. Like, I've been on him. him. And Thigala. I've been him on uh, been on Morikawa for a couple years now. Yeah, Thigala's a new Shimes guy. Uh, he's <laughs> I'm he's been added. I, I I have a whole list of Shimes guys. It's just oh, guys boy. that I love and I root for. They're Mac not Jones, always the not best on the list. No, definitely not. Derek Carr, however, is on the list. Love Derek Carr. Um, but regardless, Colin Morikawa has been a Shimes guy now for a couple of years. Uh, and so, but I like to pick my spots when I want to play Morikawa. I don't just just because I, I I really like him doesn't mean I play him every tournament. This is one of the tournaments where I have a strong conviction and I'm in on Morikawa. All right, uh, if you're playing this weekend, best of luck. If you are live betting, I'm telling you right now, this is a great weekend to do it. There's and again, check, go to PGA Tour. Look at the standings. They do the projected sort of where guys are now as the round is going on, where their position is, how many points they would get. And you can do some motivational stuff heading into both Saturday uh, and Sunday. Uh, Chris Scheim is traveling. He's going to far off flung places as well. Uh, so we're going to have a, a, a little small break for the podcast. All right, Scheim. Uh, good luck with Colin Moore. Kyle, we'll talk soon, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, Buck. Can't wait.